Guideline first look. Guideline for care of the patient receiving local-only anesthesia by Lisa Croak. The updated AORN, Guideline for Care of the Patient Receiving Local-Only Anesthesia, which was previously called the AORN, Guideline for Care of the Patient Receiving Local Anesthesia, provides recommendations for caring for patients who receive local-only anesthesia via injection, infiltration, to mesent infiltration, or topical application. According to Mary J. Ogg, AORN Senior Perioperative Practice Specialist and lead author of the guideline, because many of the surgical procedures performed today use local anesthesia as an adjunct to general anesthesia or regional anesthesia. The new title is to emphasize that the guideline is intended for perioperative nurses caring for patients who receive local-only anesthesia. Quote, It is not the intent of this guideline to address situations that require the services of an anesthesia professional or to substitute the services of a perioperative nurse in those situations that require the services of an anesthesia professional. End quote, she said. The guideline includes recommendations for evaluating and monitoring patients, documenting care, and treating adverse reactions. This guideline was last updated in 2014 and will be available in the AORN eGuidelines Plus in November 2020. Adverse Reactions A new section on adverse reactions was added in this update, and some of the recommendations from the previous version of the guideline were recategorized under this heading. Adverse reactions to local anesthesia include local anesthetic systemic toxicity, LAST, allergies, and methemoglobinemia. Although LAST is rare, it is a serious complication. Perioperative teams should implement methods of evaluating, monitoring, treating, and preventing it. Quote, Symptoms of LAST may occur within 60 seconds after injection of the local anesthetic, end quote, Og said. Quote, During the initial stages, the patient may exhibit prodromal symptoms, including metallic taste, numbness of the tongue and lips, auditory changes, such as tinnitus, and dizziness. These symptoms may become progressively more severe, including seizures and cardiac arrest, end quote. Rescue kits for last, which should contain lipid emulsion 20%, large syringes and needles, IV administration supplies, for example tubing, and the American Society of Regional Anesthesia and Pain Medicines Checklist for treatment of local anesthetic systemic toxicity should be placed where local anesthetics are used. Options to prevent last include using the lowest effective dose of anesthetic, incrementally injecting the anesthetic, aspirating the needle and syringe before each injection, being aware of the additive effects of local anesthetics, using ultrasound guidance for peripheral nerve blocks, and discussing dosing during the preoperative briefing. Patients who experience a cardiovascular event after administration of a local anesthetic should be monitored for four to six hours, and those who experience a central nervous system event should be monitored for at least two hours. Methods for evaluating and treating allergic reactions to local anesthetics should be implemented. The main symptoms are typically cutaneous and occur within a few minutes of injection. For patients who experience such a reaction, 
symptom development in relation to the time of administration should be documented. New recommendations were added related to recognizing the signs and symptoms of the rare complication of methemoglobinemia. Quote, When methemoglobinemia occurs, iron in hemoglobin is oxidized to the ferric state. End quote. Og said. Quote, In the ferric state, the hemoglobin is unable to bind oxygen, leading to tissue hypoxia and possibly death. End quote. Symptoms of methemoglobinemia include anxiety, lightheadedness, headache, tachycardia, fatigue, confusion, dizziness, tachypnea, low pulse oximetric readings, cyanosis, arrhythmia, acidosis, coma, and seizures. Quote, These symptoms can develop within 20 to 60 minutes after exposure to local anesthetics, but may occur as long as two hours later. End quote. Og added, if a patient is suspected of having methemoglobinemia, the following should be done. 1. Stop the use of the local anesthetic. 2. Administer high-flow oxygen. 3. Be prepared to establish IV access, administer IV methylene blue if ordered, and perform laboratory testing. 4. Repeat the methylene blue administration as needed. 5. Use multiple wavelength CO oximetry, that is, test that quantifies carboxyhemoglobin and methemoglobin and calculates the content of oxygen bound to hemoglobin. And 6. Monitor the patient for signs of recurrence and adverse reactions to the methylene blue administration or overdose. Discharge planning. A new section on postoperative care was added in this update and some of the recommendations from the previous version of the guideline were recategorized under this heading. A recommendation was added to evaluate if the patient is prepared for discharge based on the facility's discharge criteria. A qualified and authorized staff member, as outlined by the facility's policies, may be needed to discharge the patient. Before or at the time of discharge, the patient should receive verbal and written instructions. Quote, Discharge planning may include educating the patient regarding the signs and symptoms to assess and report to their surgeon after discharge, how to care for their incision and dressings, use of pain medications, follow-up appointments if necessary, and review of the discharge orders from the surgeon and how to contact the surgeon, end quote, Og said. Staffing Requirements the recommendations regarding staffing requirements during procedures using local-only anesthesia were moved to the Policies and Procedures section. They direct the healthcare organization to develop their own policies for staffing by determining how many perioperative nurses will be needed to implement the care plan. At least one RN circulator should be dedicated to each patient. He or she should be present for the duration of the surgery. Quote, Staffing may be a single RN circulator who also monitors, assesses, and documents the care of the patient in addition to circulating, or it could be an RN circulator with an additional nurse to monitor, assess, and document the care. End quote. Og said. Quote, Whatever staffing model is used, it should be based on the patient assessment, patient acuity, and the type of procedure. End quote. Conclusion this updated guideline provides perioperative nurses with recommendations 
for evaluating and monitoring patients receiving local-only anesthesia, documenting their care, and identifying and treating adverse reactions. New and revised recommendations include recognizing signs and symptoms of LAST, allergies, and methemoglobinemia, evaluating patients for discharge and discharge planning, and developing policies for staffing for procedures requiring local-only anesthesia.